Hey, everybody, this is Dave Hodges. I'm the host of the Common Sense Show, and we are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. We have a special breaking report tonight from Paul Martin, and we're going to be reporting on the very strange things going on in Laramie, Wyoming. Laramie, of all places. Well, we're going to get to that in just a minute. But first, there are people who make this broadcast possible, and I want to briefly talk about them, give them the proper credit. And they have services and goods that you need. Food, water, guns, gold, ammo, medicine, tools. And so, listen, this is why you need to get ready. And when you hear this story tonight, you're going to say, man, I need to get double ready. Here we go, folks. Anytime you go into a catastrophe economically, when you come out the other side, if you're vested in precious metals, you're going to win. It's that simple. The Noble Gold IRA will get you there. It also will be a hedge against inflation. It also bounces down the threats to your pension which many of them are dead men walking. How do you find out more about Noble Gold? Well, first, use my name to get the royal treatment. But give them a call at 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. And the link to noblegoldinvestments.com is in the description box following this broadcast. We're also brought to you by preparewithdave.com food water guns gold ammo medicine and tools right well we can help you with the food the best durable food deal in america and you know it's coming you know there's going to be problems you better be ready we have the best the cheapest the best quality 25 year shelf life this is just an incredible deal with 70 percent off go to preparewithdave.com that's preparewithdave.com and finally our third and last sponsor for this segment happens to be ReadyMadeResources.com. My good friend Bob Griswold. And uh, we've got an upcoming interview with Bob, and it's going to rock your world. But what's going to also rock your world is this is a guy who can get you prepped. He can do anything for you. He is an expert, and he does one thing that no other prepper does. He will consult with you for free. He'll say, this is where you're at. This is what you need to do. And what's the charge for that? Well, some people will charge you $100,000, $500,000. Bob, it's free. It's part of the service. He has everything from water filtration to, well, you name it, night vision. He'll, he'll finance the high-end stuff. He's such a great guy and such a good businessman. This is why his customers keep going back to him. Go to ReadyMadeResources.com. Folks, every one of these people, every one of their companies are things that you need to survive what's coming. And if you don't know what's coming, read Revelations and tune in here a little bit more often. Well, Paul Martin is no stranger to you. We seem we have breaking stories constantly. And he's right in the heart of high-level activity in northern Colorado and southern Wyoming. I hope uh, my friend Jill up in Wheatland is listening. Uh, Jill, you're not going to believe this story, and she lives in Wyoming, and uh, wow, this is going to be an incredible story. Paul, welcome. Um, You told me this today. I almost fell out of my car driving down the road. Um, Let's get right down to it. What's going on, my friend? Well, our our good uh, Laramie connection that's gave us a lot of information, sent pictures, and mm-hmm. and um, here in the past, uh, came to see me. And uh, he has a friend that works in a clinic in Laramie, and all of a sudden, a lot of Saudis and Kuwaitis are showing up in Laramie, Wyoming, of all places on the planet. I didn't know they did rodeo in Kuwait and Saudi Arabia. I don't think they do, but anyway, they're showing their IDs at the clinic and and uh, their national IDs. Mm-hmm. They're you know they have their turbans and headdress on and stuff like that. But what was more disturbing, what he told me, was that in and around Laramie there are flyers. There are Starbucks and there's stores in different places around Laramie, and these are NSA flyers. Hmm. And they are they are promoting teaching Arabic to K through twelve schools. Paul, let me stop. Let me stop you just for a second, okay? Let me play devil's advocate because, at the risk of sounding xenophobic and prejudiced against all people from the Middle East and their language and customs and religion, what's wrong with that? Why shouldn't our kids learn Arabic like we teach Mandarin, Chinese, or Spanish? 
Well, it could be because they may want all of our kids to speak Arabic. Mm-hmm. Let's go a little. Let's go one step further with that. I, I, I'm hearing what you're saying. You're thinking someday it's going to be mandated. Is that where you're going with this? Well, oddly enough, after he saw the flyers at a Starbucks and started doing a little more sniffing and snooping, uh, he got on uh, one of his, he's got some really unique software, and uh, they're also promoting the same thing up in Massachusetts. Oh, really? Yes, isn't that interesting? Yeah, Pocahontas uh, haunts up there. Yeah, um, and I'm referring to the uh, fake claims by uh, to be Native American by Senator Elizabeth. I want to be your president, Warren. Who will? She said she'd take money from the rich at gunpoint, <laughs> and I believe her. Um, Paul, this is an amazing story. Um, I'm going to throw a, a monkey wrench in here, okay? Because I'm, I'm going to I'm making trouble here, Paul. For you, I'm sorry. I'm just in that cantankerous mood. But here we go. FM 39.4, which refers to FEMA camps. Army Field Manual is what this is. And people like Doug Hagman and how many others have reported on this for years. And what it says in there is eventually foreign partners will be trained to man the FEMA camps. Oh, I hate to go here, Paul, but I can't help myself. I want you to tell me how full of crap I am when I make the next statement. Well, well, could some of these people be Islamist and they want you to be able to understand an Arabic language so that you can follow orders? Yeah, that's what I'm, where I'm going. And I think there could be severe it. consequences on the other end. Do you remember when Georgia tried to pass a law about guillotines and beheadings? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I don't have the law in front of me, but um, uh, when we talk about partners in FEMA camps that'll be foreigners, and they're mandating the speaking of Arabic in schools, sounds like they're almost demanding it. And... It sounds like a beta test in Cheyenne as well as in uh, Massachusetts. I'm a little suspicious. If someone came to me and I'm a school board member in Laramie and said, you know, I think it's a good idea that we teach our kids Arabic. And I'd say, what's your rationale for that? And if they could give me a decent one, I'd say, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Mandarin, Chinese, Spanish, German. Yeah, good idea. It'll enrich our kids' opportunities. But you're saying they want this universal K through 12, right? That's what the flyer said. Wow. Well, do you know, I've had a number in my teachings. Um, I've had a number of students from foreign countries, and they all spoke excellent English. And to a student, regardless of the country, they took eight years of English. You're talking here 13 years of demand to learn Arabic. And that's, probably learn how to read it, too, I would imagine. Well, that's part of the language. It's speaking and writing, and, and and you also learn to integrate the cultural aspects. When my son took Spanish in his second year, his teacher, who's a dear, dear friend of ours, um, she was at his baby shower and stuff, and she and I go way, way back together as good friends. But they, she took her students, and, and she was so invasive. But she took them to a Spanish stand, where they only spoke Spanish and they had to order Spanish food in Spanish and understand the nuances and the context. And it was a great activity. My son absolutely loved it. That's what you get with language. And you got 13 years here. Why? It's not like the Muslim population is so large in America, like the Hispanic population. We're learning Spanish is really a good idea, given how many Latinos live in the country and are Spanish fluent. But what about Arabic? What could be the possible reason, since the numbers don't mandate, that we'd make it universal for all students in a school district? Well, you know, you put that article up about the uh, Islamic terror camp down in Alabama, 
and we know there's camps all over the country. Yes. And that's just what we know about. I mean, we have no idea mm -hmm. of how many have come across the border. I could tell you what a Border Patrol guy told me on Sunday. He thinks millions. He thinks since uh, last fall, millions have crossed the border. Oh, I believe it. I mean, there's there's an article I read at work tonight. They're they're just they're literally dumping Guatemala and El Salvador. There's cities now. There, there's there's towns and villages. There's nobody left. They're all they're all heading here. So, and as a little uh, by blurb here, remember the twenty guys from the uh, from the Congo they found at the border. Three of them tested for Ebola. Yeah, I have an update on that. Go ahead. No, I, I was going to say, I haven't, I haven't heard a, a word from it. Oh, excuse me. I, I have to tell you, Paul, the, um, I can't say the agency, but someone I talk to on a regular basis who I will be calling tomorrow about this, um, he told me that they ended up missing. I had a DEA agent tell me the same thing, and I can mention his um, agency affiliation. Um, and now, here's the latest. This came to me, I had a conversation with um, ex-Special Forces and uh, an agency I can't mention. Um, and both people, they told me about Operation Nitro Zeus is how they're going to take down Iran. And I got the details there. That's actually coming out in an article here very quickly. But the other thing that they said was um, in a, um, in a nine, was it 12 mile straight line outside El Paso, they catch a thousand illegals a day. That doesn't say what they don't catch. And they only have two border patrol agents on patrol. Um, it's insanity. So, Paul, let me ask you this question, because this kind of goes back to immigration issues, too. How many third world immigrants can we take in until we're the next third world country? I think we're already, I mean, if, if you look, uh, I mean, in your article today, you put out a lot of economic numbers, people out of work. We've got 100 million people that don't have $400 in reserves, blah, 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 blah. I, mean, I think we're already there. We are for a good portion of America. Yes, you're right. Yeah. I mean, one statistic I gave was 60% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. Actually, it was 59.6, so I rounded it up. Forgive me. And then 25% um, uh, of America doesn't have a bank account. I mean, that's pretty telling, Paul, when you don't have a bank account. So I, I hear what you're saying. I want to talk a little bit about the Laramie source for a second. And we like to develop nicknames for people because often we can't mention agencies or names because it would compromise them to a high degree. And we don't want to put their career or even their lives at risk. And the reason that we get sources to come to us is because, well, it's, it's simple. It's because Paul and I know how to keep our mouth shut and we know how to keep confidences and we've never betrayed it. And, and people in the intel community respect that and we get more and more people coming to us. But the Laramie source has been with us before, and his work before we confirmed. You remember, Paul, he said um, outside Rollins, Wyoming, and also Cheyenne, and then we discovered it was true in Aurora, Colorado, there were um, EMP-proof communications antenna on top of fixed UN vehicles. Remember that? And when I published the pictures of it. You recall, yep. we, got, we got the pictures from him. So we've already validated what this source has given us on a high-level story. That tells us we're getting hit by an EMP, and the UN is going to roll in, and they're going to be fully equipped to communicate. That's what that told us. And are these their occupation troops? Let me ask you this. The person who gave you the information about the Kuwaitis and the Saudis in Laramie, Laramie, Wyoming, folks, listen to me, Laramie, where they just outgrew riding horses down the street. Le sorry, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but this is an old west town. I mean, it's true to its roots. I, I like live... riding horses down the street. No, I know. I Listen, um, uh, when I was a JC player as a freshman, we used to play Laramie County Community College. 
and we'd go up there once a year and they'd come to our place once a year i know laramie i know university of wyoming my high school coach was the head men's basketball coach there for a while uh his name was jim brandenburg i know the area well and and paul when we say laramie wyoming and saudis and kuwaitis welcome i mean you know no, no offense to anybody but i mean talk about a fish out of water but let me ask you this question did your source tell you that these people let me guess they're almost exclusively if not entirely male they're athletic and they look like they could be professional soccer players and they are in their 20s and early 30s how am i doing dead on yeah yeah he said uh a a very large amount of students at college in laramie are arabic and he tracked all of them down and they're and again i say these guys are supposed to be students none of them are enrolled in the university of in laramie what no oh boy does 9-11 pop up in your head at all yeah and i'm real close to it but yeah he said all 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 of these arabics in in the area that are claiming to be students none of them are enlisted in school holy poop batman (laughs) this is this is amazing how do they get here does he know no sir they were just they were just there I've received so many reports from this area in Rollins a few years ago I I don't know if you recall the article I wrote but they had done a um, DHS terrorist drill at the Rollins fairgrounds and, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you remember, and I had I had the flyer from it. I posted on my website at thecommonsenseshow dot com, and um, the nature of the attack was uh, Middle Eastern sleeper cells, and they did the drill also at the old Rollins Prison, territorial prison, which is now closed. And uh, this whole area, I mean, we've got the Gurkhas there, we've got uh, Russians that you've run into and talked to, the Chinese. I mean, it's like the UN is headquartered there in northern Colorado. But, oh, wait a minute, Paul. What do we know to be true? Washington, D.C. gets nuked. And what becomes the capital, Paul? Denver. Yes. And they did a drill. Let's go back down memory lane for a second. They did a drill in 2011 called Operation Mountain Guardian. Do you recall that? Absolutely. And I covered this extensively. And, and what the drill was, it was bizarre, but Obama and other dignitaries, oh gosh, I can't call him a dignitary, but Obama and the other global elite, they all gathered at DIA and they went underground for three days. And obviously they were practicing bugging out in the mile long tunnels that connect to NORAD, Area 51, and all across the country. And who knows where they all went. They probably took a nice little tour on the bullet train that's beneath DIA and runs. Um, You know, interesting, Paul. Do you remember when I came to Colorado with JT? Oh gosh, what was it? Um, Three, four years ago. And we went to Chili's over by the Aurora Mall. Do you recall that? Yep. Yeah, and and, uh, I was in that same bar. Oh, gosh, it must have been. It was before DIA opened, so let's say 25, 28 years ago. And I I was sitting at a bar, and I'm waiting for a friend of mine from high school to show up. And this woman at the bar starts talking to me and, and ended up, she was a backhoe operator. And I says, oh, yeah, you do construction sites. Well, not exactly. And I said, uh, where, where do you do the backhoe stuff? I thought this was getting bizarre. And she goes, I do it a mile deep beneath the ground. I'm looking at her alcohol and thinking, how much has this woman had to drink? And then she continued to talk. She goes, yeah, I go down a mile deep. I have to be dressed in mechanics clothes. They search us coming in. They search us going out. No cell phones are allowed. Blah, 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 blah. This is the early days of cell phones. And I said, what do you do? She goes, I excavate. And I'm not supposed to talk about it. I said, well, you're talking to me. And she goes, I don't know, just seemed like the thing to do. I mean, she was feeling no pain, obviously. But, 
Paul, DIA has been bizarre since before it ever opened. And and in, we got Colorado and Southern Wyoming involved in this stuff. Now let's talk about Operation Mountain Guardian. Remember real quickly, they uh, what they did a couple of things. The dignitaries hit out, but then uh, uh, FEMA and DHS went around to the Denver Public Schools and snatched up a bunch of elementary kids without parent permission. Oh, did the poop hit the fan when the parents showed up at the stadium? I, I remember that a, a reporter from InfoWars was covering this, and he said, yeah, they got crisis actors. They didn't need the crisis actors by noon when Johnny was supposed to be picked up by his mom to go to the dentist, and Johnny was at Sports Authority Field where the Broncos play football. Um, how bizarre was this? But Paul, I think they were practicing for this time. What do you think? I wouldn't doubt it a bit, buddy. And I think that these troops up there are the occupation troops. I, I just, there's too many stories from too many people. And Paul, you're not the only person I get these reports from. Uh, the lady I mentioned, Jill, who lives up in the Wyoming, she sent me photos of troop maneuvers, and they weren't American troops out there in the open fields in Wyoming, in the Wheatlands. And I'm thinking, what the hell? And they look like they're on war maneuvers. So you got well, a very... great. I mean, if you if you think about Wyoming, it's it's just kind of an out of the way state in the news. I mean, who's going to think about Laramie? Who's you know? Nobody thinks about Cheyenne or Wyoming or Wheatland or all that kind of. I mean, it's 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 just a great place to um, do some preps. Yeah, I, I I hear you, but a whole lot of weird crap is going on there. It just, it goes beyond the bizarre. Um, I went back and I looked at some of the uh, reports that we've done together over the last few years. And it's just one thing after another. But Paul, no sooner will this come out. And I'll hear from five or six people from the area that go, yeah, Paul didn't say this. And they'll give me a different piece of things, Paul, that we don't even talk about. Um, People confirming what you say and then adding to what you say. And we see it all the time. It's just that this is going to be the new capital. You know what it reminds me of? Did you ever see the movie? Oh, hang on. Go ahead. Let's go back. You just, I only got one brain cell left, but it's a pretty good one. Um, Let's go back to John Moore in Cincinnati meeting up after his talk in Cincinnati and a recently retired CIA agent, and this guy's a listener, John Show. And for those of you who don't know John, he was Special Forces Vietnam. Uh, he was Special Forces Intelligence, and he was highly recruited by the CIA. And so, evidently, this guy listened to John Show, and he introduced himself, and he said, John, he said, there w- will be a nuclear event on the East Coast. He said, after that comes the invasion. And he said, America's done. And that's a quote. So if, if they if they black out the largest population base of the United States, which is Cincinnati, east and south, and all of these cells that we've got around this country, especially here in North Colorado, I mean... They'll activate them. Well, I, I think I published the uh, FBI uh, notation of finding um, ISIS based cells in Alabama. And um, people said, oh, that's terrible. We need to find out if there's more. <laughs> Hello. And maybe the only truthful statement made by James Comey in the last 20 years as FBI director on July 4th, 2016, he said there are ISIS terrorist cells, sleeper cells in all 50 states. Yep. Well, even in Alaska, wow. Go on vacation to Hawaii, you still can't get away from them. So this, um, it's all going to come together. I keep calling for a Tet Offensive. I said this is going to happen where we're going to get attacked on the same day by these multiple cells, and this country is going to be in crisis like we've never, never seen before. I want to throw something out, Paul, that I think, you know, I, I, I told you. We're seeing if you'll pick up here. Paul, is that you? Hey, Dave. Hey, that that was fun. I I, I really yeah. enjoyed that, Paul. 
uh, thank you. I think I, you know, did I make you mad? I'm sorry. Uh, but <laughs> just explaining to the audience here that uh, this this is a common occurrence. We usually have to do one or two reconnects every time that we do a show together. And I lost my train of thought. Where was I at when we got cut off? Uh, we were talking about um, the former criminal director Comey of the FBI talking about that there are terror cells in all 50 states. Yes. Yeah, that's probably, like I said, probably the only truthful thing that that man has ever said. Um, really interesting to me, though, that when we take a look at this situation, that uh, we're finding terror cells now all across the country. Uh, I mean, we had one, oh gosh, during the last Central American invasion, eight miles from El Paso, Texas, ISIS and the Sinaloas together. And it wasn't me that discovered it, it was Judicial Watch. And they had documentation. And people go, that's just not true. Well, okay, I'm sorry. They have documentation and the doubters don't. Um, Paul, what, 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 give me your scenario of what's coming. You really think there's going to be a nuclear event in the Northeast? Well, the, 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 the gentleman that was talking to John at, at the meeting in Cincinnati, he said there will be a nuclear-type event. Um, that could be anything. It could be a large dirty bomb. could yeah, be yeah, yeah. A, a, an EMP you know, sent off from a cargo ship right off the coast. It could be anything. But I had an interesting discussion. I was talking with my favorite truck driver that sends me stuff from around the country. He said, if they do that, he said, trucking will be decimated. Human nature says they'll go home to their families. If they can get to their families. That's my point, exactly. If there's no electricity, if they can't pump fuel, you don't get any food, you don't get any pharmaceuticals. I mean, you'll get what is available, you know, west of the Mississippi, but how long, you know, I'm, I'm wondering to myself, how long is that going to last? But um, with with everything we've talked about tonight, as, as we always do, you know, you guys, you guys need to prep. Uh, even more, even more now because this, with a guy walking up, you know, to a guy like John Moore and, and, and dropping that on him, and, and and we've all been been getting information of possibly EMP on the on the East Coast. Uh, I'm getting it too. You no, know, yeah, I, I I jumped out of airplanes for about 16 years, and you know, one of our old sayings was, "If you snooze, you lose." So. You need to tattoo um, that on your eyelids. My favorite John Moore story, and this isn't just Paul Source. I know John well. I used to be a weekly guest on his show before my schedule changed. Um, uh, tell the story about John Moore, his daughter, and getting a puppy. Oh, he called me one time and he said, uh, my daughter just called me and, and uh, she'd been looking for a puppy. And um, she saw an ad that she thought she might like to see the puppy and so she contacted the lady and got the address and went to see the puppy and she was petting and loving on the puppy and talking to the lady and it was a really nice house and, and she asked the lady what, you know, what do you do and she goes I'm a UN peacekeeper so she, she got back home called her dad and, and you know told him the story and said dad I don't know what they pay UN peacekeepers but ain't enough money for that house so they, they, you know, they've been seed planting these pl people all over the country with, you know, the housing market down and and you know millions of homes just sitting there and stuff like that. So, the you know the the numbers are mind-boggling to me personally. I think they're mind-boggling to anybody. Um, it's an amazing story that speaks to what we know to be true, and we know an EMP is going to be part of it in this area there's absolutely no question in your area there's no doubt but um, Paul the bottom line is with all this is we've talked about this before um, these terror cells are going to wreak havoc do you recall 
the last Central American invasion and I was focused on the Walmarts and what was the real purpose behind closing the Walmarts? It sure wasn't their bathrooms. It doesn't take six months to do a rework on a bathroom. And I was contacted by a high-ranking official in the Texas Rangers. He said, Dave, forget the Walmarts. You're going down the wrong avenue. He said, there's enough terrorists here that they can probably take over a dozen or more small Texas cities and kill all the police. Do you recall that? Absolutely. Paul, that's what we have here, but I think we have it all across the country. I mean, let's just do the math, okay? In the El Paso sector in a 12-mile range where 1,000 illegals are being caught a day in a 12-mile range, that's it, just 12 miles, that's it. I mean, that doesn't include the entire sector, 1,000 a day. Let's just say, for the sake of argument, 5% of them are terrorists. Start doing the math, and they're sending these people all over the country with no screening. And I can tell you this, and i got to be careful because I can't say too much. I'm sworn to not give full disclosure on this because people will know where it comes from. But I've been told for various reasons I can't disclose that they can't even do full searches of people at the border. They're getting across without even being searched in many cases. That part I can say. And this is just how serious this threat is. And if just 1% were terrorists, just 1%, how many terrorists does it take to bring down a grid? About seven. Yeah, I know. I know. Paul, Paul, this is nothing short of sheer insanity that we're letting this go on. Let me ask you another question, too. And and, uh, God, I hope he regains his, um, his strength. But do you see Trump as being compromised? Oh, absolutely, without a doubt. What makes you say that? JFK. I mean, oh, he's doing yeah. stuff. I mean, he's doing stuff that um, uh, JFK would have dreamed of. But, I mean, if you look at all the, the, the campaign and all the town meetings and all the huge stadiums and all the people and all the promises and we're going to do this and we're going to do this and we're going to do this and we're going to do that and you know lock her up in the deep state and all of that stuff but that stuff's been done the border is wide freaking open new mexico one of my favorite states because i helped guide big game hunts there for 17 years i forgot the marine corps the cartels are just they're just the border's open down there I know. Border Patrol agent discussion with me, the guy who I've been speaking with now for five years, told me that um, we've lost control. They can't even find places to house these people near the border, which is why they're shipping them off to the Midwest, the Northeast. And just a small percentage of them were terrorists. We're sending their cells. Yeah, there was a piece up on, uh, I was checking the news at, at, uh, while I was at work, and uh, and I, I posted it up on the website. I mean, there are cities in San, Sal- San Salvador and Honduras, there are cities that are empty. Towns and villages that are empty, they're all heading north. And that goes back to what this guy told John Moore. Nuclear event of some type on the East Coast and invasion. Yeah, I literally, and Kathy, when you listen to this, my apologies. I've literally been working wall to wall today, Paul. I haven't had a minute. I mean, I've been eating as I work. And Kathy Rubio tried to get a hold of me earlier. And she's two hours ahead of me, so I certainly can't call her at the time we're doing this recording. Uh, I will call her in the morning. But Kathy Rubio was someone who's been to the joint terrorist training camps set up by the Sanchez Predis in El Salvador and now Honduras and they train the cartels and Middle East terrorists together and uh, got this information is five years old and Kathy's come on and given detailed descriptions she has she knows people that work there she stays in contact with and I could guarantee you what you just said is why she's calling me guarantee you 
I could write the end of this story. We're gonna we're gonna have to get her on um, and do a, re, a follow up report with her. She is more tuned in in what's going on down in those areas than anyone else that's out there. Uh, well, that's some noise there, Paul. I hope no one's trying to break into your house. Oh no, I was just shifting around here. But no, I you know. Um, if you can imagine this type of invasion, you definitely need a survival. If you don't have a survival group and like-minded friends and plenty of ammo, food, water. Uh, I got it memorized. Food, water, guns, gold, ammo, medicine, tools, and accessories. We've got a lot of elderly out there that we have to take care of and and uh, stuff like that. So, um, I mean, this East Coast event could happen at any minute. I mean, you've got a you you've got a Democratic Party that hates this country, hates Americans, hates God, hates everything, hates apple pie, baseball, whatever it is, and they're broke up. The whole part, the whole party's in shambles. I agree. I want to come back and, and I want to tie all this together here, but uh, need to talk about uh, where we're at with uh, who's sponsoring this broadcast. And wanted to mention the good people at uh, Noble Gold. Uh, they can help you get through the economic crisis and you'll have something of value when you come out the other side. It's not as simple as what I'm saying. You need to give them a call. Tell them I sent you. You get discounts with certain things that they have for you with programs. Call them at 877-646-5347. Best Storable Food, preparewithdave.com. Best deal out there. The details are on the website, preparewithdave.com. And then finally, Health Masters. Find out why Dave Hodges and so many people like me in the alternative media go to Health Masters before we go to our doctor. Go to healthmasters.com. Use the coupon code, code 5, C-O-D-E 5. Well, we're talking with Paul Martin of RevolutionRadio.org, and that's his great website, one of the best news aggregate sites that's out there. And uh, Paul and I are talking about stranger things from Laramie, Wyoming, but we're also getting in a lot of other areas because it's all related. Um, Paul, you remember how I have an update on a story that we did together, I don't know, three years ago maybe? Um I live in the middle of nowhere, but out, oh, I don't know, eight, ten miles west of me, southwest of me, Toyota Proving Grounds. <laughs> and uh, they're supposed to just be racing cars and testing them and so forth. But I reported three years ago that I followed a military convoy into that facility. And, of course, they looked at me like, what the hell are you doing here? And I'm talking about the guards that were armed with M16s at a Toyota Proving Grounds facility, M16s. And I turned around, but I watched them for a while. And after that, Paul, they started the exodus of trucks all hours of the day and night. I mean, we're talking 6 a.m. You're seeing 20 trucks go up our road uh, to this facility. And at night, you're seeing the same thing, and all day long, and just absolutely incredible. And I've lost a windshield because of the stuff that blows out and smashes our windshields as they go by. Paul, they're getting ready, and I think they have built an underground base there, and they're housing military. They, they know what's coming. They know what's coming. Um, I've already been told what's there. And it's classified, so I'm, you know, I, I've got to be careful what I say just for my own benefit. But I will just say this, they're prepping for what's about to ready to happen, and it's close. It's really close. And uh, the other thing that people need to be worried about, Paul, and, and I sat down and I did a logistics plan on what I thought happened, and I took it to my RSOF contact, uh, former very high-ranking officer, and I said, this is what I think and this is what I'm seeing. And let me tell you what he confirmed. The Chinese military that's running these solar energy farms all around the West, they're all close to a military base where airplanes like fighter jets would take off, bombers would take off. They're there with localized EMP weapons. Paul, when they hit us and they attack us, our air superiority could repulse any Red Dawn invasion or domestic uprising here. But if they can't get the planes off the ground, 
we're in deep trouble. Well, even if they do get them off the ground, they've got the weapons to knock them out of the sky. You already did a story on that. Yeah, well, that would be the localized uh, EMP. And you're referencing what happened in the last Central American invasion when Iraqi general was riding, flying a plane, F-16, out of Luke Air Force Base, and it was brought down over Douglas, Arizona. They couldn't find his body, but they forgot to look in the cockpit that was still almost intact, and the man never tried to eject. There was no mayday call. It just fell from the radar at 10,000 feet. And they realized, oh, my God, this man got taken down by EMP on American soil. So yep. that, that's what you're referencing, yes. And uh, that article is up on the website at thecommonsenseshow.com, and that, that was frightening. And that was the same time. I don't know if you remember this or not. Do you remember when uh, Diane Feinstein wanted to put in uh, jamming into certain airplanes that Congress would fly on? So they couldn't get RPG'd or, or hit with an EMP. Do you remember that? And it, that didn't yeah. go anywhere. Do you remember that that uh, attempt on her part? Yep. Yeah, it, Paul, there's just, I mean, it's all coming together. All the reports we've done over the last few years and all the things that are happening. Like I'm revisiting things that have happened four and five years ago. And people have said that. Say, Dave, you're talking about things you did four years ago. I've said, because now I understand what the game plan is. Before, I just had anomalous events that were out of place. Now I know, like the Deagle Report. Paul, tell people what you know about the Deagle Report. Well, I mean, that's another two-hour radio show, but it's depopulation. We're going to get our ass kicked in the next war is what that tells me. We go from a population of 330 million people to 66 million by 2025. Our military budget was something in the trillions, and then it was down to like 900 billion. It's an occupation force. Well, I mean, this goes way back. This goes back to Jacques Cousteau. You know, we need to get rid of 35, 300 or 350,000 people a day to save the reefs. Uh, the interview with Prince Philip of England, and uh, you know couple of decades ago and the lady doing the interview asked you know well you know you're you've got castles you've got wealth you've been all over the planet what could you possibly want to be if you came back and he says a virus to wipe out humanity so i mean this is this is long their typical long-term strategy but it's getting close to an end i think do you really think this is it you think this is the uh, we're in the final go stage here that things are about ready to be unleashed simultaneously? Well, the only re the only thing that makes me think this is the complete shattered Democratic Party. They have no other. If we, you know, it's if we can't have it, nobody can have it. You know, this mm -hmm. from a from a Marine Corps standpoint, this is a scorched earth policy. So they're enacting doomsday. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I mean, the goal is to bring down America and have it relatively intact uh, so we can be taken over by the New World Order. But if they can't take us down intact, they'll take us down by any means necessary. And I know you believe that. I, we've had ample evidence for that. I think we're close. I think we're really close. Well, it, it, I mean, just mathematically, sensibly, I mean, you've got a party that is completely exploded. They, I mean, there's party, the party is completely split. So they're done, and they know it. Yeah, they're even they turning on each other, right. Absolutely. They can't they're impeach Trump, the Russian collusion... The whole thing they spent two years on imploded right on top of them, and they'll just set a grenade off. <laughs> well, the, you know, this to show you the division. There, I, the man's name is not in front of me right now, but he was a dean and law school professor at Harvard. He was a consummate globalist, and he had a little bit of notoriety. And uh, he was offered a chance to be on the legal defense team for Harvey Weinstein and the sexual pervert man accused of 
doing sexual favors for parts in movies yeah. and so forth. And yeah, all I that. saw that. Yeah, yeah. But, but what's interesting, Paul, about this whole thing with this guy, um, first of all, as despicable as Weinstein is, he's entitled to legal representation in our system, and there should be no question it should be zealous legal representation. Otherwise, our system doesn't work if it doesn't work for everybody. And this man was simply responding to a call to be part of a legal defense team. That's There's nothing wrong with that. It's part of our judicial process. You don't have to like a man, agree with a man to defend the man. However, the social justice warriors at Harvard, these law school students, these uh, future leaders of America ran the man off campus. They yep. literally chased him off campus for daring to join a legal defense team. This is, I mean, they're eating their own right now. The liberals are eating their own. They don't have any other choice. Well, Paul, we have a choice. Speak to the audience for a minute here, since we're, I think we're really, I think we're one minute to midnight. Tell the audience what specifically they need to be doing right now in this time frame. We've already discussed it. You've got to have water. You've got to have food. You've got to have pharmaceuticals. Uh, you've got to. You've got to have stuff to barter with. You know, one of the TV shows I watched. I, I think. Oh, I can't remember the name of it. But in the but in the series, one of the guys was uh, former Bill Gates. It's when the, the the whole grid went down across the country, and uh, he owned multiple homes and you know he's a Bill Gates guy he's a billionaire he was talking to a lady he said you know right now I'd give up all my properties for a roll of Charmin <laughs> yeah yeah and and that's where we're heading there was a um, docudrama on the History Channel about seven eight years ago and it was called After Armageddon and in the storyline, a pandemic wiped out um, 80% of the world. And this is before the TV show The Last Ship came out. I mean, it was very, very similar in its origin. And they went around on this docudrama, and they interviewed experts in various fields, saying, okay, what happens and what do people need to do? And it was fascinating, but, yeah, it was after Armageddon, how people will... Uh, move to survive so let's get down to some basics okay number one how much food how much water do people need to have I think bare minimum three years yeah FEMA and DHS I, I was surprised when they came out with this uh, this last year they said you need six months and, and DHS said you need to be prepared to be off the grid for six months so I was I was stunned by that honesty and candidness. Okay, so three years of that. Okay, you're gonna need weapons to, to defend. Okay, it sounds like you got a windstorm going on there. But um, you need weapons to defend your resources. What do you recommend for the average person? What kind of weapons should they have? Long range. I mean, I've got a, a two sixty Remington that hit a six inch rocket a half a mile with it. You know, long distance and aspect thing to be in there, and definitely shotguns. Shotguns are the best close quarter combat guns there are. I mean, if you can, if you have distance and you can see, which I can, and. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> being where I'm at um, but shotguns are, are just so good handgun shotguns close quarterback combat anything knives um, there's tons of videos of that stuff all you gotta do is look it up yeah you're exactly right um, uh, and do you like the shotguns excuse me do you do you like the shotguns because it's hard to miss at close range? Yeah, you can't. I mean, you can close your eyes and pull the trigger. There was a, it was a great Johnny Carson show years ago, and a guy was a 
Paul, did I lose you? Oh, there you are. Uh, the guy was a, a high-end thief. He he went to big homes and got diamonds and jewels and all that stuff. And he got busted and went to jail and got out. And then he wrote a book on how to protect himself from people like you, and he was on Johnny's show. And uh, Carson asked him, what's the scariest thing you've ever that's happened to you when you were robbing home? He said, the sound of a, sl- a slide shotgun a pump shotgun in the darkness. Everybody can shoot a shotgun. There's four tens, 16 gauge, 24 gauge, 12 gauge, 10 gauge. Everybody can shoot a shotgun. You know, my my son, I I started him at six years old with a with a 410, and uh, so shotguns are really really good to have around. That's really good advice, um, and I appreciate your candidness on this. It's uh, stuff we need to do as distasteful as it is. I'm an advocate for nonviolence, but I'm not uh, an advocate for lack of self-defense, unlike people in uh, Australia and uh, Great Britain now. Uh, Paul, we're just about out of time. In New time. Zealand. Yeah, oh, yeah. It just uh, New Zealand and Australia have fallen. I mean, they want, they can put you in prison now for five years in Australia for offending someone on the Internet. Um, in New Zealand, if you showed a, that video with the uh, staged um, uh, massacre, uh, you got 10 years. Uh, it's just incredible what's happened to our internet freedom and the lack of it. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been speaking with Paul Martin, and I hope that you take this opportunity to say, you know what, even if a, a tenth of what these guys say is true, I need to be prepping, I need to get ready, I need to be ready to be on my own. And, Paul, um, I hope that you've moved people to that endeavor. Thank you so much for joining us with this update that started on Laramie, Wyoming, and we kind of branched out from there. But uh, stranger things going on in Laramie. And, folks, if you're seeing it, I want to hear from you. Dave Hodges at the Show.com. Thanks a lot, Paul. Thank you, Dave.